love me, yeah, they love me. First, love yourself. And God, we trust. Trust me, I don't trust myself. Your jewelry, I get it to. Welcome back to It Is What It Is. This episode is sponsored by Underdog Fantasy. The app is an easy way to make some cash just by making picks on your favorite players. Underdog is available in more than 30 states, including California, Florida, Texas, and New York, just to name a few. Make sure to support the show by hitting the link in the bio and downloading the Underdog Fantasy app. It will also match your first deposit up to $100 and you get a special pick when you sign up. I'm Treasure Wilson, a.k.a. Stat Baby, along with your hosts, Mace and Cam. Killer was good. Mace, what up, nigga? What's happening, baby? Chill it, man. When you get back tomorrow, we're going to address that situation. All right? <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I had to make you aware of it. I see you wasn't aware of it, and you on the same time I'm on. So, so I got I to gotta check in to make sure you on the same time. <laughs> this is yeah. not where like you want to play. This is at your own <laughs> risk. Zone. <laughs> this is at your own risk zone. You say anything about it is what it is, or any of these affiliates, it's at your own risk. That's a fact. That's a that's a hundred percent fact. Sometimes I got to check in because I don't want you to say I'm going too far. But I'm glad we on the same page. <laughs> T- tomorrow I'm gonna go too far. Oh, pause. <laughs> yeah, and and the thing about it is, I would really. Before you mention us in anything, make sure you your closet's clean <laughs> before you do anything else, man. Make sure of that. Because we're going to do the homework. We're going to do the investigation. We're going to do the due diligence. In your Be attic. Easy. In your attic. <laughs> yeah, your yeah, your closet, your, your attic, and your, and your <laughs> basement. <laughs> okay. Nice disclaimer. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay, so before we even get into basketball, we're going to talk about football real quick. So Patrick Mahomes' dad said he was smoking that special blend Lamar Jackson cigar after the Chiefs beat the Ravens on Sunday. He said he flew the cigar in from Cuba. So what was your reaction to his celebration? <laughs> I like Pat Mahomes' dad. He, he's giving me jive vibes. He's giving me jive dad vibes. What's jive dad's name, Killer? Um, T Mahomes. T Morant. T Morant. T I said T Mahomes. Yeah. Same thing. Same thing. <laughs> yeah. 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 Last, last, yeah. I mean, last year, wasn't he the one saying he's smoking on Joe Burrows a year ago or so? Yep. Oh, yeah. He's really, he's, he's really crazy. He's had a couple things. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking now because I never actually, um, seen Pat Mahomes' dad. Mm-hmm. Hey, he's a he's a dark skin nigga. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> Pat Mahomes so light. Sometimes you get confused. It's like yo, yeah, I think he's a dark skin nigga, yo. Listen, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not gonna sit here and say that I didn't think that uh he would. I don't think that he would have took it to smoking on a pack of a nigga. But these dads, I'm gonna be honest with you is I'm thinking they're everything that I thought LeVar Ball was going to be. LeVar, yeah. LeVar Ball kind of calmed down, right? Yeah, he had, LeVar I mean, Ball. shout out to LeVar Ball. He's he's made pause for, for it is what it is. Reach out to us, yeah. LeVar. We we definitely would like would you up here at the show. Yeah. But it, yeah. he didn't LeVar. get the right, he didn't get right the right production from, from um, Lonzo at first. And then 
he calmed down. So by the time LaMelo got cooking, I told you LaMelo was the one back in the days, but that's another story. He knew that when when Alonzo didn't do well, that he couldn't really talk but so crazy until he started picking it back up. So that's the difference. Yo, Mason, hold, hold on. See, this is where everything go left with you, man. What? Back in the day, we just got on the show together in March. LaMelo La, La been cooking before last March. What are you talking about? I'm talking about Lonzo. I said Lonzo. Lonzo wasn't cooking. <laughs> but, when when Lamar no, first no. started, he would when when Lonzo got in the league, he would have been over the top pause if Lonzo would have kept going crazy, but he didn't. He had to wait till LaMelo came, and by then he had already simmered down a little bit in his attitude and his approach. I agree with everything you're saying, but you tried to throw sauce on it and be like, remember I told you back in the days, Mace, we started last <laughs> March, bro. <laughs> I'm not disagreeing. I agree with everything you said, but you always try to throw the extra sauce and be like, yeah, remember back in the day, we started last March, murder. Yeah. <laughs> Why you got to do that? Why you gotta I do sent that you a message. You it must have never made it to you then. <laughs> he was cooking before last March. LaMelo. He'd been cooking for like since he got in the league. He'd been cooking. But back to Pat Mahomes, dad, look. Um that's the, that's what we in, man. That's that's the world we in. It's been going on for a while. And to be totally honest with you, when smoking niggas in a pack got crossed over is when Gucci Man and Young Jeezy started battled each other. You know, I don't want to get into that because that was a sensitive situation. But when Jeezy said that, I mean, pardon me, when Gucci Man said that on live, everybody started using it. Now it done trickled down to the parents and now they smoking packs on niggas. <laughs> and it's like smoking, for his possibly to be smoking a, a, a Lamar. A special oh, blend. Lamar, oh, a special oh, blend of Lamar, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, a, a Lamar Jackson pack. And the and the cigars from Cuba, that that's a special pack right there. <laughs> and and you know what's crazy about that? You gotta live. You're Lamar Jackson, family, friends, and affiliates. You gotta live with that for months. <laughs> you gotta live with that for months because the thing about it is, it ain't like Patrick Mahomes ain't been cooking for years. Mm-hmm. He's been cooking for, for for six AFC championships straight. He's been cooking for a long time. The problem is he singled out Lamar Jackson, and Lamar Jackson should definitely feel a way because he could have said that about a bunch of niggas to Patrick Mahomes yeah. beat. In other words, he said, oh, this is y'all MVP. This is y'all think should have got it this year. Roll that nigga up, nigga. Roll him up. <laughs> Smoke this nigga. Roll that nigga up, man. What the fuck are you talking about, man? <laughs> Out of pocket. So, listen, man, they, you got to realize also these dads that have kids that's uh, 25 and under uh, are probably in their early, mid, or late 40s. So, they from an era where shit was wow. Yeah. <laughs> and they still, and, and, and don't get it fucked up. The, the 35 to 40, the 45 year old is not the same 35, 40, 45 year old from the 80s and 90s. Yeah. There's some hip niggas out here. Niggas is loopy. Niggas know yeah. what the fuck is going on. Yeah. They, older niggas is a style on top of that. So 
when niggas say shit like this, sometimes it's the kids that be like, yo, you got to chill, you wild. Nah, we wild out. I think right now, <laughs> we wild out. I think, I, think, I think right now, personally, and I would love to have him on the show, the number one father, as far as promoting their child as an athlete, is Bill Haney. Bill Haney yeah, is Bill wild, Haney bro. is crazy. Bill Haney is is wild. (laughs) Bill Haney is wild. So if you guys don't know about Bill Haney, it's Devin Haney's father. And his promotion right now for his child is unmatched. Devin Haney doesn't even talk because Bill Haney does all the talking. We would love to have Bill Haney on the show. He he doesn't stop and he has a problem with everybody. (laughs) It's not just one person. He has a problem with anybody saying anything against Devin Haney. He's very entertaining. They live in Vegas. I think we need to get them on the show immediately. We're going to try and see what we can do. But Bill Haney doesn't care about anybody. Yeah, Bill Haney, Bill Haney will choose violence. He his mindset is choose violence or violence will choose you. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> and listen, one thing I will give Bill Haney, and for those the people that didn't see it, um, I don't know exactly what happened or what Bernard Hopkins said about Devin Haney, but Bernard Hopkins and Bill Haney ran into each other, and Bernard Hopkins tried to bully Bill Haney, and Bill Haney wasn't having it to the point where Bernard Hopkins pushed the nigga like they was on child line in the cell, in, in, in jail, and I was like, yo, that was crazy, but Bill Haney ate it. He said, what are we doing? I don't give a fuck. That ain't about nothing. And Bernard Hawkins doesn't look like uh, a guy you want to run into on the street. I know he's probably about 60, but he looks like he's still got a knife in his back pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, I would not trust Bernard Hawkins on the street if we got the altercation to just use his hands. He looks like he will use a weapon as well. But Bill Haney, he wanted that problem. So those that don't know Bill Haney, look into what he does and what he's about. But I think as far as, far as fathers, or parents in general promoting their child, I'm going to give it up to Bill Haney. But I'm not mad at smoking on the Lamar Jackson pack, and I'm not dissing Lamar Jackson. I'm just saying that's the ever we in, and that's the shit that I'm talking about. You got to win. And when you don't win, don't get mad at how niggas celebrate. I'm going to celebrate how I want to celebrate. So if you're mad at how I celebrate, yeah. don't let me win. Exactly. If I want to bow at the at at the middle of the spill at the star, that's my business. Yeah, Yeah. do something about it. Yeah, do something about it. That's just that. Well said. Okay, so we got to talk about Ben Simmons. He made his return in the Nets versus Jazz game after missing 38 games. The Nets won 147 to 114. So how did you guys feel about his return? I'm not going to say anything about about Ben Simmons, you know, since he um he made it clear that it might be something mental that he's going through. I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to leave it to Cam. This is Cam Project. Project. Hey, my project is nigga playing the NBA. It's whoever working with a project. Yo, listen, man. How much he asked that? Let's do that. Had, I didn't even watch the game. Yeah. I didn't even watch the I game. watched it. He had 10 points, 11 assists, 8 rebounds. Wow. That's actually <laughs> Wow. 10 points what? 10 yeah. points, 11 assists, 8 rebounds. Shout out to Ben. That's not bad for a return. 
That's not bad. He almost had a triple-double. He had enough time to sit there and watch the game, see what he needed to do. So, <laughs> so at the end of the day, I think uh, I'm not mad at that at all. Um, can we get it next game? Will he, the question is, will he play next game? Right. You got to think about it. You got to think about it. Like, look, I think, and I'm not sitting there saying, comparing them to anybody that's contenders on the East Coast. I'm talking about from Boston to Milwaukee to the Sixers to even the Knicks or Cleveland or Indiana for that matter. But if he ever got it together 100%, him and Mikel Bridges could be a, a, a serious problem, at least the slide in pause to the fifth or sixth seed. Um, Mikel Bridges is good. They have a decent point guard with Dennis, um, Dennis Smith Jr. And he could be that missing piece. Now, will they be contenders in the East? I'm not saying anything close to that. But if he consistently plays and gives the numbers that he gave, the stat just run us, almost had a triple two assists away from a triple double, uh, then maybe he can help out because the Nets really need it right now. The Nets need help a lot. What position How much is, is he playing in the front court or the back court? Right. Oh. He was a point guard at one time. Yeah, six, that's what I was saying. Guard. Yeah, he's a six ten point guard, which means that you could play anywhere between the one and the four pause when you're six ten, even center at certain times. But what happens is me personally <clears throat> if me personally, look, if I'm going against Ben Simmons, I'm saying all type of shit when nobody's looking. All type of shit to fuck with your ego, to fuck with your pride, to fuck with your self esteem, anything to mentally trigger you to get out the game. And I don't mean that in disrespect mental health. I'm talking about, you got to yeah. think about it. I'm not talking about, I'm, I'm not talking, I'm giving you an example. Like, because both of these niggas is my niggas and I, I'm not amping it and I'm not putting a battery in the back because it seems like they both moved on. Mm -hmm. But when Kevin Garnett said some slick shit to Carmelo Anthony, it triggered him to where he was waiting for the nigga outside the locker room. Yeah. He waited for the nigga by his bus Niggas mm -hmm. said, oh, nah, niggas playing with me, man. Nah, I'm waiting for a nigga about a bus. And I'm not saying that what Kevin Garnett said was cool or anything, but I'm just sitting there saying to myself as an athlete, I'm going to try and get an advantage over you, pause at any possible moment I can that's not illegal towards the game. I'm going to try and mentally fuck with you if I can mentally fuck with you. So, uh, you know, it's we hear about these stories all the time that from the 80s and 90s when niggas were saying all type of shit to niggas on the court. You know, it was a time when Reggie Miller scored eight or nine points in eight seconds, something crazy. Yeah. Walked over to Spike Lee while he was sitting with his girlfriend and grabbed his dick, pause, and nigga face. If I was yeah, Spike was Lee, wild. I would have just got killed. That, that, that was wild. That, yeah, that was I would have never it came back to the guard. <laughs> yeah, or after I threw a chair, Reggie Miller. Yeah. Especially with wifey there, you violating. But don't get it fucked up. Spike Lee pushed that envelope. Spike yeah. Lee want to keep yelling at the nigga, screaming at the nigga, telling all type of shit. He pushed that agenda. But I'm just trying to tell you, the, and, and this, I know this is different from a fan and a player, but uh, sometimes you push players to that moment. Even I remember that particular series, um, it was the Knicks and, and the um, Pacers to where Spike was crazy enough to go to Indiana the next game, and niggas was. I remember the newspapers being like, "Spike, stay home. What's wrong with you? 
you fucking it up. You got to think about the players. Now you mentally fucking with players because you're a super fan to where they like, he might be jinxing us. So when we talk about Spike Lee not going to the garden, this isn't just the last 10, 15 years. It's been going on for decades. So what I'm saying, then like I said, I told two totally different things, but if you can find a mental edge over your competitor and it takes them out their game. You're going to do it. I would do it. I'm going to do it. Well, in regards to Ben Simmons, um, I always give respect where it's due. He actually did have a really good comeback game because, I mean, for the Nets, when he got back on the court, he made an immediate impact. He did have five assists within the first four minutes. He was making a lot of no-look passes. Like, he looked great on the court. So I think the Nets definitely need him, and he does make a great impact for their team. So hopefully he can stay healthy so we can actually get to see him play and see if he can continue to make an impact because it is still early you know, it was the Jazz, so give credit, but it's just the team that he was going against. But I'm excited to see what happens along the way because we need him to stop getting hurt. But we'll see what happens. Okay, moving well, along. Yeah. Well, you give credit stat what credit's doing, then say, but it was the Jazz. <laughs> <laughs> you know what that means. <laughs> it's slick hating. You slick hating. Ben Simmons' like, status in there is slick hating on you. Like, <laughs> it's called slick hating. <laughs> that's, yo, that's that shit when we was on the phone with Jacob earlier. Nigga said, you build him up to throw him down. <laughs> I just want it on the record. Man. Like, you know, I gave him his flowers, but yeah, it is the jazz. So I'm not going to get too excited yet. I got to see what happens. So, but good point, Cam, because yeah, it did kind of <laughs> go right back to the start. Okay. Yeah. So Luca became the fourth player in NBA history to score 73 points in the Mavs versus Hawks game last Friday. How do you feel about Luca reaching that milestone? I go pause. I go first. When it come to Luca, yeah, the Hawks gotta feel crazy. Number one, because this is the player they traded right for for Trey Young. So they got that's the first L they took, and then the second one is just man, Luca. They had everybody guarding Luca, so they had everybody guarding Luca. If Dominique could have came down there and guarded Luca, I think they would have put Dominique. <laughs> Grand Hill was watching. <laughs> they was trying to probably get Grand Hill suited up to guard Luca. It was just, it was just crazy. And this is a shout out. Now I know I might get in trouble for this, but I don't care. Listen, you know how the praise they give Phil Haney killer. They better start putting yeah. some respect on Sham God's name. Look at what he's producing. This is Sham God's work, bro. They got to do something better. Mark Cuban, Mark Cuban, call us up. We got to do something better for Sham God with everything that he's doing. Come on, this is crazy. The proof is in the pudding. Pause. The man has 70 points, over 70 points. It, this got a lot to do with player development. That's what I'm. That's what I'm equating it to. You got Luca out here playing like he from Harlem. He doing what he want, talking to niggas crazy, and then put his earphones on, killer, and play Disney music. This is the Disney assassin, killer. But what would you say to this? <clears throat> I was going exactly where you just went. Yeah, and I know he's a. I know he's a friend of ours, a dear, a childhood friend. And 
it may seem like favoritism because we know him, know him, but we have to give Sham God a lot of credit. Not only Luca is playing some of the best basketball that we've ever seen, we haven't heard anything off the court from Kyrie Irving. Nothing. Nothing bad, no negative comments. That's what no I was saying. No nothing, no Amazon, no, no problems, no, oh, he's doing this wrong. We have not heard one peep of negative press from Kyrie Irving off the court. All we talk about is Kyrie Irving on the court, is with, and, and that's what we want to do. We don't want to talk about bad shit with Kyrie Irving, which I would never do anyway because I just think a lot of times he's misunderstood, but I'm talking about other analysts. When they say, oh, Kyrie's doing this, we haven't heard shit and y'all have shit to say about Kyrie. So not only Luca, Kyrie as well. Sometimes yeah. when you're off the court, sometimes when you're off the court, um, and you have them, da- not, not antics, when you have downtime, yeah. you may, and you don't have the right people around you, you may say, yo, I'm tweeting this, or I'm going to Instagram this, or I'm going to do this. When you may need that nigga, nah, don't do that. You need a nigga next to you. To, nah, 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 nah. That ain't it. That's gonna fuck it up later. Don't, don't do that. And I think that Shamgar has these players' ears. They understand them. He's culture, not just Shamgar. He's also culture. What a lot of people don't realize is this: that Shamgar had a couple years in the NBA, but his celebrity grew actually bigger when he wasn't in the NBA. Yeah. As far as player development, as far as training these kids. Because <clears throat> Shamgar doesn't just train NBA players. He takes his time out in the offseason to still come to Harlem and train kids. He has this camp that travels around the summertime. He's very invested in the player development, and, and anybody he worked with seems like they do much better. So I was going exactly where you went and want to give Shamgar a lot of credit. Now it's still up to Luca to put the ball in the basket. And he's doing an exceptional job at that, 73 points with over 50% shooting. And it's Kyrie is averaging almost, 25. Kyrie is averaging Right, 25. and not only – the man almost had a 73-point triple-double. Imagine, imagine a 73-point triple-double. He was a few um, stats away from having a 73-point triple-double. So as much as I give Luca the credit for busting these niggas' ass and Kyrie as well – I want to give my brother Shamgar some love and give him his flowers because this is more than just basketball coaching. This is also player development and also having a big brother there to tell you, nah, I don't think that's going to work in the media. It might come back to bite you in the ass pause later on. That also counts. Fire. Okay. Now we're going to discuss Doc Rivers. This is like a three-part question so he made his head coaching debut for the bucks against the nuggets and they lost 113 to 107 so first what do you think about him starting his debut with a loss this is this i gotta go to milwaukee so i'm gonna let cam speak first friends in the industry friends in the industry friends in the industry who got friends They won without Doc Rivers when they didn't have a coach for a game or two. <laughs> when they fired the coach and Doc Rivers was still in the process of getting there, they won their game without a coach. Doc Rivers, look, I, look, I said it all the other day. Look, you hire Doc Rivers, 
Let's go through <laughs> who Doc Rivers had. Doc Rivers had Tracy Tracy McGrady. Yeah. Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, uh, Jordan, the Law the Law Brothers when they were on fire. Yeah. You had James Harden. You had Joel Embiid. You had All Star Superstar, All Star Superstar, All Star Superstar. Your whole career, Kevin Hall of Famers too. Ray Allen. Yep. Kevin Garnett. Rondo. Paul Pierce. Rondo. You cannot get you got the job done one time. I don't really understand um the front office of Milwaukee for doing this. Only thing I could think of is like I said before that Giannis did not like the coach that he was with now. And if you ask my opinion, he's not gonna like Doc Rivers either. I think Giannis Why do you is, think he's not gonna his, like Doc Rivers? I gotta jump jump back. Yeah. The reason no because it doesn't seem like Doc Rivers is always a player's coach. I think he was a player's coach in the two thousands. I think he really liked that group that he had in Boston. Um, I think that he liked that group that he had in in um LA when he was coaching the Clippers. But Doc is one of them people that be like Yo, I know what I'm doing. Trust me. I don't know this for a fact, but he gave me them vibes. Yeah. Look, I'm telling you, this was going to take for us to win. And my opinion is this. Giannis may be like, you only got one, and I got one, and you've been in the league for 100 years as a player and a coach. You, like, well, you ain't got more championships than me. We got the same amount of championships. What more do you know? It's kind of like when... Aaron Rodgers was in Green Bay and LaFleur was the coach. And Aaron Rodgers didn't really respect him because he like, bro, you, you, me and you the same age. And I got more Super Bowls than you. He only had one, but I'm just saying, he like, yo, I know what I'm doing. And he wasn't respecting the coach. That's kind of like why he got out of there. I'm not saying that's the 100% reason why Aaron Rodgers left. But at the same time, he wasn't respecting LaFleur because he felt he had more knowledge of football than LaFleur. And I'm not saying that the Greek freak has more knowledge than Doc Rivers, but if we're talking about the ultimate goal of winning the championship, they even. And I'm talking about as a player, Doc Rivers, and as a coach, Doc Rivers. So I would be like, yo, what, you know, I'm going to give it some time to go. I'm not going to say and say he don't like him, but... How many games you giving him? If we it, gave Tyrone... Ty Lue said he only needed, what, eight games? Ten games? What did he say? Yeah. Yo, Murder, I'm telling you like this. Look, and I'm going to answer your question in one minute. I just want to finish this point. If me and you playing, Coach Ford, our first coach, get fired. Yeah. Then we play two games and we win by eight, nine, ten points, two games. Then Doc Rivers, then then Coach Rich, which would be Doc Rivers coming, and we lose the first game. We ain't gonna look at each other on the way to the locker room like, <laughs> yeah. oh, no. he's better off without this. <laughs> Until he show different, <laughs> he's winning before he <laughs> be in the back row of the bus saying. like this, yo, nigga. He's winning before. <laughs> God, 
yeah, yeah. Niggas like us is ignorant. You can't. I'm just saying, niggas gonna be looking like I don't know. I think that's a good point you just brought up, Mace. That's a great point that asking me, but I think that should be the standard because Ty Lu set a standard. What is, he said, give me games 10 games. Give him 10 games. But we giving Doc we, 10 games. Ty Lu, yeah, we give him 10, but Doc should need less seasons. games. Doc should need less games yeah. than Ty Lu. Who's better to Look, you, Ty Lu or Doc? To be honest with you, I would say Ty Lu, even though I know his championship came with LeBron James and and uh, Doc's came with three Hall of Famers, but I'm going to go with Ty Lue because my personal opinion is that players can relate to Ty Lue better. Uh, mm. I went to, I went to, um, shout out to my man, Rich Paul. I went to Rich Paul birthday party. And when I got in there. This is why you're saying this, you know, Cam. Cam, this is why you're saying this. I knew there was something. I, I, go ahead, Cam. Tell me what I'm going to say first. Now tell me what I'm yeah, going to say. Go ahead. I'm yeah. not even going to cut you. Yeah, go, ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, no you're already cut me off. You already cut me off. LeBron, Tyloo. This is why they can't trust you, Cam. This is exactly what why. What was I going to say? Go what ahead and tell say, us Mace? something. Go ahead and tell us something biased. Go ahead. Tell us something it biased. We want to hear. It isn't right, really stat, you was feeling that too, stat. I'm out of this. No, That's right. y'all's <laughs> argument. That's between y'all. Go ahead, Cam. You didn't Go ahead. Ohio. You wasn't Go ahead. <laughs> this, this wasn't an Ohio thing. I'm just I'm just giving you an example. Okay, go ahead. When we said when we said you gotta realize when I said player coach, this is what I'm talking about. You gotta think about this, right? Yeah. <clears throat> When I'm saying player coach, a, a play a, a player's coach, meaning that the coach can relate to the players more. Same way we just gave Sham his props. Yeah. When I go to this party, everybody's in there, but when I get in there, LeBron's chilling with Tyloo. They're hanging out. They're having fun. They talking and shit. They don't even, you know, Tyloo co- coached the Clippers. LeBron co- co- played for the Lakers. But that's his man. You got to realize Ty Lue is not that old. Ty Lue played against LeBron James. Mm-hmm. Ty Lue is the, we got to remember, Ty Lue got stepped over by Iverson. He's not that old. So yeah. he's more closer to these players' ages than the average, you know, Popovich or Doc Rivers or anybody else. And sometimes it takes that. I played for Gauchos. I played for Riverside. And no matter what, the most fun... I had, don't get me wrong, I had a lot of great times with Gauchos and Riverside, but my favorite coach was yes. Sheen Bison, Thurman Player, yeah. because they gassed you up. <laughs> they was closer to our age. They put yeah. the battery in your back. <laughs> yeah, let's go, Mr. Cameron. Let's go. That battery in your back put you on 100. That was <laughs> she saying that. Coach. Let's go, Mr. Yeah. Cameron. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to tell you. They can tell and you, you're going to get a scholarship what? today. You're going to get a yeah. scholarship yeah. today. He's like, yeah, yeah I'm about oh, to go yeah. crazy. And, yeah, I'm about to go crazy. And, and, and listen, as a player, and you see somebody guarding you, talking about basketball, so you see somebody guarding you, and your coach be like, oh, ice cream, move out the way. He got one. You know what kind of battery that is in your back? <laughs> You're going to pull out all type of moves because your coach believes in you that much to where you're saying, oh, nobody can fuck with me on this court. 
it's like Mark Jackson made a statement up here uh, when he was up here a couple weeks ago. And he said that Rick Pitino told him that you're the best point guard in the league his freshman year. And he said, I don't know if he was telling the truth or not, but it was music to my ears. Am yeah. I better than Magic Johnson? Am I better than Kevin Johnson? Yeah. Uh, once he told me that, I believed it. Now, what, what, did he really believe it? I don't know. But once he told me that, I believed it. And when I'm going back to it, I know I'm being long-winded on the answer because make sure I act like it was favoritism. I was just saying that some coaches are younger and can relate to what these players are going through as opposed to some coaches being older and stubborn in their ways. And I think that Doc is one of them coaches that think he has it figured out. And he may not relate to what a Giannis may want or may want to do or anything else like that on the court. Uh, I could be 100% wrong. I don't know this yet. He may have switched up. I think that Greg Popovich figured that out. Greg Popovich is in the 70s, but I think later on he figured out Damn, I, I fucking got to be more of a player coach where he started putting the battery in Kawhi Leonard's back. And then he says, okay, I got this young nigga Wimby. These kids, uh, Gen Z, that's the, that was where we asked that. Where we at? Yeah, Gen, Gen Z. Gen Z. Gen Z. What's after Z? Yeah. I forgot. Are we going to be back on Gen A? No, because we're past Gen Z right now. It's something else. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 you know, I, I think that, I think, I'm not sure if Doc figured that out. I think that Pop figured that out because you're dealing with different personalities. And when I say different personalities, you have to realize that a lot of kids today are not the kids that you coached in the 90s or 2000s. All these homes, I'm not going to say all of them because they're different. We're seeing it on the sidelines. These kids grew up with parents. And that's say parents. I'm talking about two, a, a father and a mother in the house. A lot of people didn't have that growing up when we, we had broken families coming up. And this was their way out. A lot of times now, not saying you don't want NBA money because the money's astronomical, but you don't necessarily need it as bad as when you were getting drafted in the 80s, 90s, and maybe even the early 2000s, NIL and a whole bunch of other money you can make. We're sitting here talking about Marvin Harrison Jr. not having to go to the NFL because he could stay at Ohio State because they're going to find money for him to stay. Or not even if they didn't find money for him to stay, he has a father that made great money in the NFL, so there's no rush to go and get the money to where earlier in, the, in, like I said, the 90s, 80s, and maybe even early 2000s, you're like, I got to get this money to get my family out the hood. That's not everybody's mindset today. Well, your brother, or your brother could make it up. and bring you to the NBA. You don't even right, need parents exactly. now. Your brother could bring you. Right. Well, what? Yeah. yeah act, no, you can. Actually, honest. <laughs> Well, to answer your question, because I was curious, we're in Generation Alpha now. I didn't even know that. Um, and like I said, the Doc Rivers question is two, three parts. So we're going to go to break. And then when we return, we will discuss further about Doc Rivers. Generation Alpha? Yeah. 2010. <laughs> She called this thing about toxic Four years and counting 
Got you feeling like an option Maybe I'm my own problem, babe She tired of hearing I don't know My stubborn in me won't fall, oh, oh Dealing with this thing called trust But she really thinking about She wanna be free Welcome back. Now let's get into our underdog fantasy picks of the day. Tonight, the Raptors will play the Bulls. Underdog fantasy has Scotty Barnes at 23 and a half points. Do you have him higher or lower, Mace? Um, it's interesting because I have him right. Pause there. I have him right there at that number. So it could go either way. Um, but I'm I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go lower. Okay. I see him at like 22, 20. Okay, Cam. I I agree with Mace lower. Okay, DeMar DeRozan is at five and a half assists. Do you have him higher or lower? Cam. I'm going to go lower. Yeah, lower. Shooting. Okay, and Alex Caruso is at three first quarter points. Do you have him higher or lower? Mace. Hmm. Higher. Okay, Cam. Higher. Okay. Download the Underdog Fantasy app and you can make your picks Two, okay, told you guys we would continue the Doc Rivers discussion. So in response to taking over the Bucks midseason, he said, I wouldn't wish this on anyone. So one, what was your reaction when you heard him say that? And then two, if Doc Rivers doesn't perform well with the Bucks, can you see him ever getting a head coaching job again? Go ahead, Killer. I think when it comes to Doc Rivers initially getting his job, they they hired him for a championship. They did not hire him to to do well in the playoffs, and I think that's something he has to really own and not try to dance around it. Sometimes older older um older men, just like you see with with OJ, people get out there and try to make light of their positions so they can kind of not build too much of a great expectation. But when it comes to a team that got Giannis and they got Damon Lillard, the the writing is already on the wall. You got to win the stay. He right. definitely has to win the stay. And if you're not able to win with with that with that particular um team and those three great superstars, is is kind of like, well, who could you win with? You got Damon Lillard, who is explosive, who always shows up in the clutch. You got Giannis, who already won the championship. And I, and what's the guy that played the three? The shooter. The shooter on that team. Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton. I would be able to win if I coached that team. <laughs> no, real talk. Real talk. Because the, sometimes the, the coaches have the wrong offense for the team that they're playing. And, and... And and you got to get Damian Lillard to commit to playing defense, and that's I think that's why they brought Doc Rivers there to convince them that you are defense away from a championship. It's not your offense; it's going to be your defense. You're not going to be able to outscore every person every time. You're going to have to commit to defense, and we're going to win a championship. And that's the thing I would be instilling. So if he doesn't get the job done, I don't I don't see why. Why give him another coaching job? Try Mark Jackson. Try some other people and give some other people another shot. I think he had enough shots to show that he can win after Boston. 
Um, and I'm not I'm saying don't give this. him a job. I'm not saying don't give him a job, but try somebody else first. Give Mark Jackson pause a job before that. I could think of a few people. I'm saying don't give him a job. <laughs> I'm saying don't give him a job after this. It's two things. It's two things about this, right? It's two things about this situation with, with Doc Rivers. Because even let's say they do win the championship. Mm-hmm. You walked into a championship. This was a layup. Like, yo, you walked into a team that already won a championship. Now, I will say to me, Drew Holiday plays better defense than Damian Lillard. Mm-hmm. So if you're only bringing Doc Rivers in there to convince Damian Lillard to play better defense, then anybody could have did that. <laughs> Damian Lillard, so we got 100 niggas telling Damian Lillard that he needs to play better defense. Doc Rivers for $40 million is going to be the one to do it. They got $40 million. So at the same time, it's like, if he wins, they like, oh, Doc did it. Doc did it. Nah, they did it already with Drew Holiday. It's no reason the same exact team should not be able to win a championship, pardon me, solely because Damian Lillard is not playing defense. You got to have a team meeting about that. You ain't got to bring Doc Rivers in for $40 million to take the, 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 to have that, you know, to fix that situation. Back, you know, I know we brought Ty Lue up before, but see, it's a whole different scenario with, uh, and I know we're talking about players against coaches when they're bringing James Harden in as opposed to bringing uh, Doc Rivers in. But you have to realize this. James Harden and the Clippers were ninth place, 10th place at the time. So Ty Lue, and also, like we said, we'd like to give uh, Russell Westbrook a lot of credit as well for saying he's going to come off the bench. But, you know, you got a team that went from maybe 10th place to 4th place. They, they was already in 2nd place. Like, you didn't come in to an organization that was in 11th place, 12th place. We got to get them back. They was already in 2nd place in the East. It isn't, you know, like I said, we, we make jokes and we don't know exactly what happened between Giannis and the head coach or he wasn't feeling on the front office or anything else like that. But at the end of the day, nigga, you walked into a lab, get the job done. I think it's outrageous, $40 million for a team that's already right there ready to win the championship. I'm not mad for Doc um, breaking the bank. I'm going to call it breaking the bank because mm-hmm. you just was announcing game. I just seen the nigga Doc last week at the Lakers game announcing the Lakers game. So let's take this into perspective. Doc Rivers was working at ESPN for shorties. And when I say shorties, I don't know exactly how much money he was making. I'm not pocket watching. I'm just motherfucking going over what I see. that's pocket watching, Cam. That's pocket watching. No, I'm just not pocket pocket watching because I'm telling you for, for, I'm giving you an example why I'm not pocket watching. If ESPN lays off everybody, Jeff Van Gundy, our good friend, and I'm happy they let him go because now we're working with him. Our NBA analyst, Mark Jackson, Max Kellerman, Jalen Rose. The list goes on and on and on because of budget cuts. And Doc Rivers takes a job. How much are they paying a murder? Are they paying them in, in, in donuts? 
free coffee. Coffee. I was going to say coffee. <laughs> coffee and croissants. They're paying him in coffee and croissants. He might be working for per diem. He's like, my nigga, just enough to get there because ESPN has just said they've done budget cuts mm-hmm. and they can't afford to pay everybody. So when you get Doc Rivers up there to do a job that you can't afford to pay anybody else to do, that means you're taking the absolute least amount of money that you could take. They might have got Doc Rivers and his son on a package deal for two for one. <laughs> yeah, both was yeah. working up there. Yeah. <laughs> they might, they might crazy. <laughs> and Doc Rivers for a father and son low package. Buy one pair, get one pair free. <laughs> that, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. If you got all these budget cuts and shit, how what are you paying these niggas? That's what I say every time I see a new analyst on ESPN. Oh, they got y'all for cheap because they let all the high paid employees go. So how much did they pay y'all niggas? Shorties, nigga. So at the end of the day, look, you go from making. How you know they didn't fire them, Cam, to pay Doc more? How do you know that? Why would you get rid of Jeff Van Gundy and Mark Jackson to give Doc Rivers the job? Them niggas was (laughs) popping, nigga. Them niggas niggas was lit. Them two niggas is lit. That's what you saying. Yo, you know what? I want to let go of Mark Jackson, Jeff Van Gundy. Doc Rivers is the solution. Nah. That's crazy. Nah, bro. Them two (laughs) niggas was lit, nigga. Yeah, that's true. Like I said, them niggas do the championship. Mama, they goes that man. Jeff Van Gundy be saying all type of ill shit. Jeff Van Gundy make rules up as the game go along. Y'all, I don't think they. I think they should stop calling three seconds and let niggas chill in there. He be making (laughs) up wild shit as the game go along. That shit was very, very entertaining to watch. To to take, I know what we'll do. We'll get Doc Rivers and we'll throw a son on NBA TV and we'll get a package deal at $19.99. That's one of them. If you order now, before time runs out. <laughs> we'll give it to you for for three payments of nineteen ninety nine. And guess what? Be yours. No shipping. No shipping. <laughs> you don't have to pay for shipping. <laughs> you call right now. I'm throwing in another rivers for you. <laughs> This is crazy. I'm in another room. I'm throwing another room for you. It's crazy. That's what I'm saying. So. Yeah. No shade, Doc. So we just that's have all shade. Fun. That's all shade. I'm going to keep it on. I'm going to keep it on. You can say it's shade, but it's really not because this is what's really going on. See, that's the ever we in. We just talked about this other day. We say, we, we say the truth, and now it's shade. It's the, now, we exaggerating with the 1999, but that may not be far fetched. We don't we don't know. Who knows? I'm just saying in general. We're saying in general, look, to finish my statement. ESPN through everybody making over a million dollars said, bye, we're doing budget cuts. You bring Doc Rivers in, his son can't get a job. You bring him in all of a sudden. We don't even know if his son's a good analyst, but 
you know, I don't think he's bad, but at the end of the day, he got a lot of hate because he's not in the NBA, so he be hating on mad niggas. Right. Austin Rivers hates on mad niggas, yo. Oh, this nigga's not doing this, or he's not doing that, he's not doing it. Because you're not playing. I dig it. I dig it. I know you still think you should be playing. He's mad young. It ain't like he's 36. He should still be in the league, but they don't want him. And now what you got to realize, some niggas might be like, I don't think he might have even really been all that. It really just been Doc's son, to be honest with you. <laughs> so, mm. uh, so at the end of the day, trust me, if Doc was having a good time being an analyst, he wouldn't have jumped up at the first opportunity he could get to take that job, period. I don't think it's shade. I think it's the truth. I think we was throwing a little shots about the price. But it's all realistic. ESPN lets everybody go that costs over a million dollars or two million dollars to bring in Doc Rivers. The first opportunity Doc Rivers gets, he's like, "Yep, I'll take it." <laughs> Bet. Right. And it's a layup. Right. I'm not even going against what y'all said because almost everything that you guys have said over our previous episodes have ended up being true, even if it was just speculation. So. Yeah, hey, we're better than Bart Simpson. <laughs> hey, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> It said Bart be right. Right. Yeah, the Simpsons do be calling. They do. Hey, yo, real quick before we move on, because I know we, we were coming towards the end and I don't want to forget this. Yo, Mace, did you see Jimmy Butler steal the idea that we gave the Ant-Man and kiss his sneakers? Yeah. Yeah, that was wow. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Said, we're no, we're we, better than we're better than Bart Simpson right now. Everything yo, we say be happening. I say, yo, ain't this a motherfucking bitch? The nigga kissed the sneaker yeah, we gave it did. to Ant Man. The nigga said, "Oh, Ant Man ain't using this. I know what to do." Well, I said, "I said now, listen. We do marketing as well, consultation and marketing. Reach out to us. We'll take you to the next <laughs> level." Pause. We definitely do consultation and marketing. So holler at us as it is what it is. If you need to know what to do to build your celebrity, we got you. That was great. And it, and it, that was just the perfect yeah. thing. That's why I keep saying, though, y'all been calling everything. And people, people who listen, it's like, okay, okay. But before we end, okay, last Saturday, Joel Embiid was listed on the injury report for knee soreness 15 minutes before the Sixers versus Nuggets game. So it's been revealed he has not played on the road in Denver since November 8th, 2019. Does this seem fishy to you? Yeah, I think the nigga's scared. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Even though he had a great game in, 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 um, in what was that? Philly. In Philly. Yeah. It's not the same on the road. And that's where you become a champion. You become a champion on the road. For all of you kids out there, Pay attention to how you play on the road because how you play on the road says a lot about your toughness and your, your durability. Um, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking he was scared. I'm not going to lie. Or maybe it was just the altitude. I'm going to give him a way out. Generation Z, you know? <laughs> Generation Z. I'm going to be honest with you. I think I hear my brother back there, Tito, as well. I'm not sure. I can't see him. Yeah, that's yeah. Tito. Um, Y'all swear to God, me and Tito was talking about this after they played um, Philly played Denver about a week ago, maybe a week and a half ago. And Tito brought this to my attention. I swear to God. I, I didn't know this stat before Stat just said it. 
no, you know, double entendre real quick. But Tito said to me, he said, Joel Embiid had a great game. Let's see if he plays in Denver. He didn't play last year in Denver. Let's see if he tries this again. And I didn't pay attention to it. I, I listened to Tito and what he said, and I'm like, he ain't hurt. Nah, he, you know, and then he's only a couple games from missing out on MVP because if you miss a certain amount of games, you're not eligible for any awards at the end of the year. So I'm like, in my brain, I, I heard what Tito told me, but I'm like, nah, that nigga better play. Then he don't play. I'm like, Tito called this shit about the right after the game was over. The game just ended. Philly beat Denver, and he's like, let's see if this nigga play when they go to Denver. And he didn't play. Yo, what the fuck? Yo, my nigga. You, so what you're saying is this. What you got to realize is this. East, East teams and West teams only play against each other twice a year. It isn't like Golden State play the Lakers three, four times a year or Milwaukee play the Sixers four or five times a year because they're both on the East Coast or both on the West Coast. When you're an East Coast team and a West Coast team, when y'all play each other, you get two games a year. The game that you travel to their city and when they come to your city. So Joel Embiid is going to rob us of seeing him play against the Joker twice. The the last three years, both of these guys got MVP, the Joker twice, Joel Embiid once, and you're going to use your one game that you, you played good to say, okay, I bust ass. Now when it's time to go to Denver, you don't play. You're not hurt. Yeah, he, he didn't knew, want to play the game because he know yeah, Joker yeah. was looking for get back. Pause. He know Joker <laughs> yes, was looking yes, for yes. get back. That's yes, exactly why he exactly. didn't play. Exactly, and that's exactly what I'm talking about, my nigga. You bust his ass, you or you know, so, you know, Joker still got his. Y'all won. You had more points. Cool. You go to his crib. 15 minutes before the game start, your toenail hurt. This is what I'm talking about with this nigga. He's good. He's all right, but then when it comes down to, yeah, let's go, I don't get it. I don't get it from him. You know what I'm saying? And he won MVP last year, and I think it was well-deserved. It could have went to Joker, but Joker sat out the last eight games. But listen, bro, you can't – this is the greatness that Mace just was talking about. You got to go on the road and win. And not only that, you're disrespecting us as fans to see a rematch. When you see a great game against two big men because – it's, it's been supposedly a guard-orientated league the last however many years, and then you finally get two big men, pause, that's really good, who's been MVPs the last uh, few years, and you and you don't show up. You're disrespecting us as fans. You can sit there and say, oh, I'm not playing. I'm not, this hurts, that hurts. Stop lying, nigga. You scared of that nigga sometime, B. And I would be scared, too, if I was you. But don't put up your motherfucking numbers and get low and get missing, nigga. That's some sucker shit. That's some real sucker shit. And now that stat brought it to my attention, it wasn't just last year that Tito brought up to me. This has been going on since 2019. So for five years, you've been ducking this nigga at home. Five years. That's a half a decade, nigga. You know the difference between a 10-year-old and a 15-year-old? All type of shit. 10-year-old still might not be able to go outside by himself. 15 might be smoking and, and being the bitches and all type of shit. 15 to 20 years old is a big difference. You become an adult at 18. Yeah. You know, you start going out driving a car. Yeah, exactly. So don't act like five years. Oh, it's only been five years. Five years is a big, a big yeah. deal. It's a long time. And you rob niggas of that for five years straight. Sucker shit, bro. Sucker shit. 
yeah, Generation Z always being so annoying. <laughs> but I will add, yeah, he can only miss five more games to remain eligible for MVP. And then now it's reported, not official, but the NBA could be looking into all these missed games. So do you guys have any comments on that before we wrap? Nigga hiding, cross is what it is. The thing about it is this: unless he got beef pain. out there, does he got beef out there with gang members or something? <laughs> Nigga just keep not showing up. The Denver, I'm trying, I'm trying to look, pause deeper into the situation. Maybe he gonna get subpoenaed or something. He can't go to Denver. That's what I'm thinking. He knows something is, we don't know. Like, like you just said that the NBA is going to look into it. But the thing about pain is you can't tell somebody if they're really in pain or not. That's going to be an argument or investigation forever. Right. What you would have to do is, and I don't know how you do it in the NBA. It goes like this. <laughs> Pardon me. You, you fall in the, in the supermarket and you hurt your back and you're suing the supermarket or whatever for not putting the sign down that the floor was wet or slippery or whatever the case may be. So now you're walking around. I've seen this go on in Harlem for years. Fake lawsuits, all type of shit. You're walking around with a cane, your back hurts. They got people watching you. My man tried to do this shit. Tried to sue somebody because he slipped and fell. And then he went to Great Adventures, Six Flags for everybody else. He on roller coasters. They had they, they gave him the pictures. What you doing on this roller coaster, nigga? Fuck is you. You can't walk down Lennox, <laughs> but you on a roller coaster jumping up and down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you bugging. Yeah. So I don't know how deep the NBA <laughs> can get into that, but <laughs> all them niggas stupid. They they got a lawsuit to go to Six Flags. They be bugging out. Yeah, but nigga be in a wheelchair. Know, I, <laughs> you just let the K nine go off the leash. And nigga in the wheelchair, yeah. nigga, get out of <laughs> <laughs> like I thought you couldn't walk. Yeah, exactly. They start running and shit. I don't know how deep the investigation can go with the NBA, but I'm guaranteeing you, if it was something similar to that, a lot of these niggas would be in trouble because you can't tell somebody that they're not hurt. Yeah. That's like sitting there saying, uh, Yo, you not hurt. How you going to tell me if I'm not hurt or not? Oh, well, the x-ray says you. All right, but I don't care what the x-ray say. My toe hurt. And a lot of times I've seen Kevin Garnett talk about this. Last thing I'll say about this. I've seen Kevin Garnett talk about this. Because he, he gets upset with us that don't play. And he says it becomes mental once a doctor tells you, oh, you're not fit enough to play or you can't play or I think you should sit out. Kevin Garnett said, man, I told them doctors, fuck you, nigga. I'm just fine. I'm getting out there. I don't give a fuck what you say. You mean I got a fractured uh, toe? Nigga, it don't hurt that bad that I can't play. And that's when they get in your head as well. And I thought that was a great point from Kevin Garnett because we never played on that level. But I like hearing stories like that to where maybe these doctors getting some of these players' heads to where now it's mentally fucking with them. Well, the doctor said, I know I feel great, but the doctor said I shouldn't play. KG is not one of them players either that had a six, seven-year career. He played 18, 19 years. So I like listening to the story. He's very durable, played a long time, 
And his insight means a lot. But he tell, he said the doctor's niggas head to where you feeling great. And then they sit there and tell you, oh, you got a, you got the flu. Oh, word, I got the flu. I ain't know I had the flu. Bet I'm not playing. That's probably what happened with Ben Simmons all that time. His doctor told him. Mm-hmm. Well, in the comments, let us know if you guys think Embiid is dodging Denver on purpose. But that is all the time we have for today. Thanks for watching. And as always, it is what it is. Uh,